Welcome to Midnight Circle from your friends at House of Whimsical Terror. A chat about spooky topics. And this week's topic is creeping cryptids. <laughs> so, cryptids are creatures that may exist somewhere in the wild but have not been proven to exist. Yes. So, Mary actually found a map of the USA where someone had made counting how many cryptids in each state a thing. A thing. Yeah. That's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Interestingly, Florida, Texas, and Oklahoma topped that particular list. Hmm. I'm sure that's not a coincidence. It doesn't seem surprising somehow. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, so we were quite intrigued by, in specific, the Oklahoma octopus that inhabits the landlocked lakes. Say that three times fast. Landlocked lakes, landlocked lakes, landlocked lakes. Show off. And pulls people to their doom. Mm. And of course, the chupacabra, yeah. which we also have reported sightings of in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Yep. I've heard people talk about the chupacabra. Right? You can um, Google chupacabra, and people have pictures that they believe are chupacabras. Yeah. My father-in-law he said something once about the chupacabra, that he had seen it in the yard. They had some land, a small ranch, out in the middle of the desert, uh, west of Tucson. Where is that? Over there. We're in Tucson. Yes. But it's over there. Where is over there? Just like we're old Tucson and Oh, Oro Valley? Not Oro No. Avra Valley? No. Marana? No. Silver Bell. <laughs> I can go on and on. No, no, no. Tucson Mountains. On the other, yeah, I don't know. The other side over by there. He said he, he saw Chupacabra. Robles Junction. Before Robles Junction. Like, okay. I can't remember. Anyway. The west side. He saw. He had seen. He has part of the chupacabra a couple times. Okay. So, all right. Okay. This is my favorite cryptid, and the most popular in California, according to some lists. And those are the dark watchers. Ooh. And we discussed these in our podcast episode. You can never leave. Yeah. And we love the dark watchers. Are terrifying they are and fabulous mm-hmm. all at the same time uh the chumash people call the dark watchers the old ones and they're for that from that part of california mm-hmm. and they have been around uh the old ones have been around for hundreds of years yeah so arizona also has the mogion monster similar to bigfoot i did not know this you found this out yes and I am amazed at how many Bigfoot Yeti slash walking hairy monster things that are really big there are in so many communities across the nation. Right. Personally, I'm a gargoyle girl, but I don't know. There's just <laughs> like so many Bigfoot Yeti things. I'm like amazed. And so many television shows and YouTubes about them as well. Yet another rabbit hole. Right. But and the Mogion monster, yes. Like, do they have, are they able to pass between realms? Good question. Are they able to? Is that why we cannot seem to just, you know, collect one? Yeah, because most of us can't pass between 
No. Well, probably have people out there. Let us know Let us if know you can do if that. If you can do that. We would like to talk to you. Yes, we would. That is fascinating. That would be a wonderful guest. Yes. Opportunity. All right. All right. And what we grew up with, the mm-hmm. kukui, uh, or child eater, scary. deserves a special place in the pantheon of cryptids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so it's a mythical ghost-like creature, similar to the boogeyman. Like I said, boogeyman's going to get you. They used to tell us the kukui was going to get you. Mm-hmm. Or all they had to say was kukui. That's all they had to say. Yeah, and we would kukui. run and hide we in run. the blankets. Mm-hmm. Or at least I would. So the Kukui exists in Spain, Portugal, which I did not know it existed in Europe, um, Mexico, and the American Southwest. If yeah. children are disobedient, the Kukui will come at night and take them away. It's terrifying. Yes. It's terrifying. There's so many things that people scare their children with, but I have to say, Kukui tops the list. <laughs> it does. Plus, it's a great name. Okay. It is. It is, right? Yeah. So, cryptids have a long history for things that are proven not to exist. Yeah. And they're found on pretty much every continent, and some even have similar characteristics. Exactly. Yes. Though they are reported in separate and unique places. So, do they exist, Mary? I don't know. I don't know. But you have a story. I do. I have a story. I'm not sure it qualifies as a cryptid story. I think but it does. I'm just going to, here it is. Okay. Anyway. So I was camping, which will shock a lot of people because uh-huh. I'm not actually a camping type person. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. No. And uh, um, this was obviously quite a few years ago. And I was, because I was young too, and, um, and I was more... I was more physically flexible, which you have agile. to be to go camping. Agile, mm-hmm. yes. Um, anyway, I was camping in the White Mountains in Arizona, very absolutely beautiful, sacred, beautiful area. Um, the White Mountains are thought by many people to be a hotbed of paranormal activity, and uh, and they're they're similar to really the Superstition Mountains, which you can also look into superstitions where the lost Dutchman mind is. They're very famous and very actively paranormal, lots of active paranormal activity there. But the White Mounds too carry some of that. Because why? Because the land holds the stories. The land holds yes. the stories. So if you look up particularly the superstitions, there's like no end to the rabbit hole that one can go down on YouTube. No, I know the White Mountains are the ancestral home of the Apache people. They are. Are the... Do we know the superstition? We don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to have to look it up. I would have to. We're not going to do that right now because it'll take a minute mm-hmm. and we're podcasting. Yes, we are. We're in the middle of, we're in the middle of a camping story that has really nothing to do with that, but that could actually be <laughs> so a, I it's, it's just because my grandfather has so many great stories. Of course. And, um, I never knew whether, cause he used to say sometimes he was Apache, but on his immigration papers, it says uh, Yaki. Uh, so I don't know if he's from the Yaki people or the Apache people or maybe people or both, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just wonder about So that might be, you know what? Your grandfather's stories are an entire podcast episode. True. 
I think that's a house of whimsical terror. Okay. Sorry. So I'll be quiet now. No, I think that y'all should just look for that because it's going to be coming up. Okay. Okay. So back to this whole camping fiasco. Yes. So anyway, I was camping and I was with some friends uh, because it was a fishing trip, which is probably the only reason I would ever choose to go camping because I absolutely love fishing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the first night I was like super warm in the tent. Uh, so I pulled out my foam mattress and I put it in the bed of my friend's pickup truck. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm sleeping under the stars and it's cooler than the tent because it was actually warm in the mountains Mm -hmm. because it's Arizona and everything is warm certain times of year. Um, the skies are really clear. Okay. And the moon was absolutely huge. Like it gets when you're out in Arizona with those beautiful, clear, clear, gorgeous skies. Mm-hmm. So um, so you could see a lot of the sky, despite the fact that you're in the mountains with the trees. And it was just, it was a stunningly beautiful night. And um, so I didn't fall asleep right away, right? Because I was watching for shooting stars and I saw some shooting stars, which is always amazing and magical and beautiful. Yes. And then eventually I did fall asleep. Um, and then sometime later, a noise woke me up and it was like a footstep type of sound in the brush. Creepy. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm laying in the back of a pickup truck alone in the pickup truck in the woods. My friends, you know, tents are off a ways and, uh, and I'm thinking, Oh, those are footsteps in the brush. That's great. I'm going to get eaten by a bear. (laughs) So I just froze, hoping that I hadn't left any snacks in the truck bed with me. Mm -hmm. uh, Because that would be really bad. That was so bad. Um, So I could hear these footsteps, and they weren't super close. and But they were pronounced, and they're obviously footsteps. And I was like, oh, no. So... You know, I kind of tensed up, and then I find the courage within myself to peek over the side of the truck bed uh, in the direction I'm hearing the noise, right? And uh, I could barely make out this figure. Um, It wasn't super large, and it was, like, at the edge of the clearing. Oh, no. Uh, It was maybe three or four four feet high. It was like maybe five feet long. Uh, It looked like it could be maybe a mountain lion almost, but it was really black and it was really furry, like a big dog. Oh, interesting. It was very strange and um, scary. And uh, it stopped moving as I was looking at it on the edge of the clearing. And so it was there. It had stopped moving and I was frozen with fear, so I wasn't really moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I think it knew that I saw it because oh, no. it froze. Right? No, 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 no. And I was like, oh, boy. Um, so, I, you know, maybe we scared each other. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I'm sure I was way more scared of this creature than it was of me. Uh, it ended up, it reared up like a bit on its back legs. And I think I stopped breathing right at that moment, pretty sure. Uh, And then it took off really fast into the trees and the brush. 
So if I were the drinking kind, um, I would have thought I perhaps hallucinated at, but I was sober because mm-hmm, I'm goodness. sober. And um, the next morning, I told my friends, so, you know, because I stayed in the back of the truck frozen. I was like, there's no way I'm leaving the back of the truck because I don't know what that was, and I don't know where it is, and maybe it has friends. I don't know. I really didn't sleep well. But the next morning, I ended up telling my friends, and then we looked around for footprints for this thing, uh, and we didn't find any. And, um, and then I dealt with their teasing me for the rest of the weekend. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. But I shared a moment with it in the mountains, and I'm glad it didn't eat me. I'm glad it didn't eat you too, man. And I didn't catch any fish a weekend either, which kind of sucked as well. Yeah, but... That was just a crazy weekend all the way around. Okay, so question. But creepy cryptid, maybe. reared up on its hind legs, uh-huh. did it look like an animal doing that, or did it look like it was natural for it to be standing upright? Well, I didn't put that much thought into it at that time. So let's see. Thinking back, it wasn't ungraceful. Okay. In its bearing, its ability to do that wasn't awkward. It was terrifying. So it could adapt itself to standing Mm -hmm. in a way that seemed more humanoid. Humanoid. Bipedal. Okay. It was was bipedal looking. (laughs) To be scientific. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was terrifying. And, um, and yeah, so I don't know. I know at that moment I was like, I'm just going to close my eyes and be like, don't come over, don't come over, don't come over. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was really, very scary. Um, so I don't know if it was a cryptid. It could have been. It was White Mountains. Or it a could strange, have been, like, could have been the Mokion monster. Oh, I don't know. Man. It could have been some hybrid animal. It could have been. Just about anything. That's strange. It wasn't a mountain lion. Although right. at first. And it wasn't a bear or a was. wolf. Mm, I don't think so. That's I don't think so. so. Um, but when it, I looked and it froze, I was like, mm-hmm. uh oh. Mm-hmm. It's going to come this way. But it didn't, and I'm grateful. Yeah. Very yeah. happy. There are so many different stories about these cryptids, you know, that go back in lore from, you know, the original people here, like the coyote as trickster, Mm. being able to talk to people and promise them rewards. Mm -hmm. And the rewards end up being something that looks like the reward, but brings bad things. Yeah. You know, tricks them into something. Mm -hmm. And foxes who bring messages and warnings and that sort of thing. When I was in Ireland, my friend Holly wrote this amazing piece about a stag man who was Mm. a man who made a deal with the devil and then was doomed to walk the earth as a part stag, part human, Mm. had giant antlers because he had lived for so he wanted eternal life on earth right? and ended up Getting it, but it was, but it wasn't mm-hmm. not as a man. No. Yeah, yeah, and he's evil. So there's people who encounter him in the forest um, mm. in the part of Ireland where she's from, Bortumna, um is you know, are are it's a scary creature. Like mm-hmm. he's not nice. Yeah, he's and evil. I I often wonder, like you know, you see all these like 
looking for Bigfoot, finding the Yeti, all these like, you know, TV shows and big and like, I don't know, podcasts and YouTubes mm-hmm. and all these things. And I often wonder, I'm like, okay, you guys, like, suppose he comes up to you and then what? And, you know, people are always like, well, I'm going to be okay and I'm going to be happy to see him or whatever. You know, who knows? Like, what? It, what's really going to happen? Because you don't really know the nature of these creatures. We don't. On the other hand, exist. do we know of anybody who's been murdered by one? No. No. So no. they might be okay. I also don't know necessarily that there's been any blessings by any of them either. So we don't know anything. Why? Because they're cryptids. And because, though they are not proven to exist, they have a long history. So there's something to it. There's something to this whole entire cryptid thing. Yeah, I'm very interested in knowing more about them. Me too. And and if our audience members have some cryptid stories they'd like to share. Share them. I had that one, the cryptid in the mirror, which you told me we should say for... uh, House of Whimsical Terror. So be stay tuned for that. Are you going to do it for House instead of for this? Right, because it's a story. I think it's more a good than one. Yeah, Even yeah, it do, is. We do end up with a lot of stories in we, the Midnight Circle. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, yes. I mean, not really our intention, but it just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. I like it. I hope the audience does too. I hope you guys are still listening. Um, <laughs> and if you are and you have cryptid stories, send them in to house of whimsical terror at gmail.com or post them on our Facebook or on our Podbean or wherever you want to post them. Um, we'd love to hear your stories and we'd love to tell your stories with your permission. And, uh, do look out for, Oh, we've got some stories coming up. We have your cryptid tale mm-hmm. for House of Whimsical Terror, and we'll also have some Tatanino tales. Yes, can't wait for those. Premonition so, tales. Yes. So thank you guys so much for joining us. See you later.